You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Education has gone online, but not all education is proving to be equal. According to the New York Times, one analysis from this spring found that the move to online learning puts the average kid about seven months behind. But the average Latinx student, nine months behind. The average Black student, 10 months behind. But there are some schools that are doing better. Some schools are adapting to help make remote learning work better for kids and for teachers to shrink that gap. So how are they doing it? Anna North is a senior reporter here at Vox who's been covering this story. So Anna, you wrote a piece about the difficulties of online learning and what we can do to make things better for students. You told us about one school in the Bronx. Walk me into that school. What's it like? Yeah, so I talked to folks at CompSci High School. It is a charter school. Uh, It's part of the Urban Assembly Network of Charter Schools, but it's a public school located in the Bronx. It's a school that's in a high-poverty area. About 84% of the student body qualifies for free or reduced-price lunch. It's also a school that's majority non-white, majority Latinx and Black student body. And, you know, it's in a part of the city that was really hard hit, you know, really suffered a lot, especially in the spring with Mm COVID-19. This was a place where, you know, a lot of kids had family members that were ill. A lot of kids have family members who lost jobs. It's definitely been one of the parts of the country that's really been struggling. And what sort of technology are they using at CompSci High to teach during the pandemic? Every school uses different things. I mean, there's been sort of a variation across the country in terms of what schools use. But in a way, it's not like that different. I think what, um, you know, what varies more across schools is the way they use technology and not so much the tech itself. Got it. So like at CompSci, you know, they use Google Hangouts, they use Zoom, a combination of tools that you'll find a lot of schools using. Um, But I think the difference um, sometimes comes down to how the instructors are using it. Got it. Okay. And tell me, like, what were some of the big issues with online learning there that made it harder to reach underrepresented groups? Yeah. I mean, again, like a lot of these things just start like before the kids ever get online. I mean, you know, it's some pretty big percentage of kids in the city, kids across the country don't have Wi-Fi in their homes. They may not have a device. You know, maybe they have a phone where they can get online, but they might not have certainly their own laptop. Um, If they live in a family with multiple kids, it's not like every kid necessarily has their own laptop. Yeah. And they might not have, uh, you know, a quiet place to go study. So if you live in a smallish apartment in New York City, you don't have like a dedicated desk area for every kid to do remote learning. Um, So like these are all things that are big barriers even before you talk about like, is the interface working well for kids, right? Like, do they understand how to use Google Hangouts, things like that? Do you have any guess about how many kids in general, at least in America, don't have access to this stuff? Yeah, so it looks like as of 2019, 17% of students across all the country lacked a computer at home and 18% didn't have broadband internet. It's about one in five, um, one in five students and low-income students and students of color are more likely to lack those things. Okay, so you found a couple of ways in which this one high school in the Bronx 
is doing things better when it comes to maybe not introducing new fancy gadgets, but to use technology and to use to improve online learning. Tell me, like, what sort of things is CompSci High doing? And is there any reason why every school in America can't do this stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's just really, really basic stuff. So uh-huh. Yeah, but the basic stuff can be the hardest stuff, right? Totally. Yeah. And it's it's something that, frankly, like a lot of schools and a lot of districts aren't doing for their kids. And so we're talking about making sure that the kids are online. So the school actually made available Wi-Fi hotspots that families could pick up. And like even before you talk about that, this school also made sure that the kids had food and, you know, even did a GoFundMe to help with some some other costs that the kids' families were facing associated with the pandemic. So that may not seem like a tech problem, but if you don't have food in your house, like you're not going to be able to log on and do your classes. There's also, there's a few things that teachers, educators really finding that they're having to adapt the way that they do their classes. You know, one teacher told me, I thought this was really interesting. He said, I relied really heavily on my presence and his teaching. Like he maybe was very funny and just like very animated and he was able to really work the room and he can't do that over Zoom. He's not in the room. So he described kind of trying to use the students as a resource a little bit more, try to bring in their expertise. At one point, he had them like name all their favorite superheroes and villains, and he made that part of the lesson. So kind of like making it a little bit less about him and a little bit more about them, if that makes sense. And that's just one example. But I think just constantly checking in with kids, um, this is something that every school I talked to really mentioned is just that you know, it's a time when everyone's isolated, when if they're not coming into school buildings, you know, building those relationships in any way you can is super important. And so, you know, I'm hearing a lot about phone calls. I'm hearing a lot about like constant texting, even advisors just saying like, were you able to do your homework? Do you have any questions? Is everybody doing okay? So a lot of things you're describing have nothing to do with technology. And I wonder, given that remote learning is this, you know, tech dependent platform, is there anything that you think tech could be used for to make the situation better? We think of remote learning as this like very tech-dependent thing. And it is true that there are platforms that people like more and platforms that people like less. And parents have a lot of complaints about certain things that are hard to use. But honestly, like the biggest tech solution that I could see for a lot of the problems of remote learning is making Wi-Fi really publicly available. This is something that a lot of policymakers are calling for. You know, we should have this be a public utility. Everybody should be able to get this. That would solve tons and tons of problems that we're seeing. I assume that wouldn't necessarily obviously make it work for everybody, but it would reduce the inequities between low-income and higher-income people in at least accessing materials. Right. I mean, imagine citywide free Wi-Fi in New York City. You know, then we take away the problem of do you have the internet? We solve the problem of do you have a device? And then we need to think about, you know, low cost laptops or are there iPads that can function as well as laptops? And, you know, the Department of Education in New York has sent out iPads to a lot of families. That's to some degree, that's like a tech and distribution question. But like, to me, the hugest, hugest thing is everyone needs Wi-Fi. Everyone in America does not currently have Wi-Fi. I'm curious what teachers are thinking as, you know, they try to make online learning not just work for their kids, but work for them. I mean, tell me about the educator perspective, you know, because especially a lot of the solutions, at least at this high school you're talking about, rely on teachers going above and beyond. 
I think teachers are really exhausted. And that goes for folks I've talked to for this story. And, you know, teachers I've talked to throughout my reporting this year, teachers are super, super exhausted, whether they are going into the classroom, whether they're hybrid, whether they're fully remote. It's a really hard time because their students are really struggling and there's not a lot of support elsewhere in society. So a lot is falling on teachers. And I guess the biggest other thing that I should add that, um, you know, a lot of educators have been talking to me about is their need for resources. So, help from the federal level, from the state level, guidance in terms of how they should be doing remote school. I think a lot of folks, you know, would appreciate more guidance in terms of what are best practices Um, and also just money, money for hotspots, money for laptops, money for when the schools, you know, here in New York, the schools just shut down again. But when they when they open up money for cleaning, money for ventilation, you know, the education system really desperately needs money right now. And they haven't gotten relief in a long time. That's something I hear again and again when I talk to schools. Anna North, senior reporter here at Vox, who's been covering this. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.